Oh boy, what a show. This this might be one of the sloppiest, messiest podcasts to date. It just it goes off the rails. Uh Captain James T. Kirk sneaks into my studio again. Never a welcome sight. Roger, and I yes, I'm looking at you, always lets him in. And then I guess the guy who called in last podcast who had burnt his mouth and his lips and his tongue, Dave Dimmel, <laughs> had burnt his mouth with hot chocolate, and he called in, and I couldn't understand a word he's saying. I, I guess he's pissed off, so he's calling back. And then Roger tells me that Dave Dimmel's lawyer is going to call me too, and they're threatening a lawsuit because... He says I verbally abused him, What? which is a load of crap. I mean, it's just insane. And, and then and then we're going to be uh, hearing from one of the pavement pounders regarding uh, one of the questions of the day that we did. Are you one of these people who sits by the barbecue and the pool and are, are hiding something? You won't take your clothes off to go for a swim? Someone calls in with a very revealing phone call. One of the pavement pounders. So it's going to be wild. I guess it always is. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Heartland Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Heartland Highway. No! No! I didn't bargain for this. Oh, yes, you did. Chicka, chicka, chow, chicka, chicka, chow, man, baby. And the creature from outer Please don't stop. I got a mean ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harland Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? What do, you, what do you mean there's someone on the hall? I, ha- I haven't even started the show yet. I haven't had one word come out of my mouth yet. Hey, you don't have to yell at me. I, I'm not yelling, Roger. I just, I just, I, I have a show planned, and you're telling me there's someone on, on the hotline. Hello? Oh, okay, so now you're going to give me the silent treatment? I wasn't yelling, Roger, okay? I'm sorry if I, you know what, just... I don't want to start the show with a fight with you. I wasn't yelling. Just put put the caller through. Put him through right now, and I'll deal with it, and we'll get on with the show. Hello, who's on the who's on the line? Hello, how are you today? Pardon me. I said, how are you today? But hello. I said, how are you today? Who is this? Uh, I call this Bonkart because I was the guy that burned my mom on the hot chocolate. What? I was the guy that called last time because I did. I burned my mouth drinking the hot chocolate. I burned my mouth and my lips and my tongue. Did you say hot chocolate, sir? Yes, I burned my mouth on the hot chocolate and I can't and my mouth is still burning. Wait a minute. Are you the guy that called last podcast? That's what I'm trying to tell you, asshole. 
I call my phone on the bed, and you fucking hung up on me, and my phone rings, and I gotta bring my mother my hot chocolate. Are you the... Roger, is this the idiot that burnt his mouth and his lips and his tongue on the hot chocolate? Hey, don't call me a fucking I can't understand a word you're saying, burn mouth. I can't. You might as well be talking Taiwanese, bro, because no one can understand your burnt fucking mouth. I, I, I don't know what you said, dude. I don't have any clue what you just said. You, all I heard was blah, 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 Smart enough to figure out no one can understand you. Goodbye. Don't you fucking hang up on me, you get me asshole. I'm hanging up, bro. Don't you hang up on me. My lawyer's gonna call you and tell him dick. Goodbye, fuckhead. You're fucking up, dead one. Goodbye. Roger. Not how I wanted to start the show with burn mouth. <sighs> okay, good. Are you glad we did that? Let's let's move on. Hang up on him. Let's move on. I'm just going to put it behind me, pretend it didn't happen, and what? The guy's called you. He's calling you. Who's calling you back? His lawyer? Are you shitting me? His lawyer's calling. No, I don't want to talk to his lawyer. I got, I got, a, I got a podcast to do. My, my, my li- listeners aren't calling to hear... But burn mouth's lawyer. I don't care. Put him on hold. Hang up on him. I got a show to do. Here we go. Here we go. First, come on. I got. Let's do a crazy news story. God, now I'm all flip. Play the crazy news story theme, Rog. Jeez. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. I think you're crazy. Okay, see, th- now this is an important story. This is so- uh, This is what I wanted to get to right at the beginning, because this is cool and crazy, and instead I got some burnt mouth freak calling me. So here's, here's the crazy news headline. Check this out. Space breakthrough. Scientists teleport photon from Earth to orbit. Oh, my God. So in case you're wondering what that all means, did you ever watch Star Trek and they had the transporter beam and they were able to like uh, transport matter from one planet to the next? You know, that whole... Cotton, I'm in the transporter room. Come and get me. You know, remember they'd stand in that thing? So this is kind of that same principle. And uh, let me read you the story. For the first time, scientists have successfully teleported a photon from the ground to a satellite in orbit. I, I just love this stuff, man. What can't we do as human beings? You've heard me say it on this podcast before. When uh, It is my belief that anything a human can imagine, 
we can eventually make happen. Like when I was a little kid and I watched Star Trek and I saw the ship going to other planets and I saw them beaming down and I saw they had laser guns, I went, yeah, I get it. One day we will have that stuff. Right now it's sci-fi. It's weird, but I've always said, I've always maintained that human beings, if they have the uh, uh, if they have the capability to imagine it, then someday they will make it happen, and it, it blows my mind. So here we go. It's been twenty years since quantum scientists successfully teleported a photon over ten miles, proving that quantum entanglement a process that Albert Einstein called spooky action at a distance, was possible. The very unnatural phenomenon occurs when two quantum objects, such as photons, share a wave function. Now, most of you listening don't know what that means. Do I? Mm, I'm not going to tell you. Since they come into existence at the exact same time and place, they share the same identity even when separated. What happens to one happens to the, to the other wherever it exists, kind of like twins, right? Um, in 2010, a team at the University of Science and Technology in China set a record by teleporting photons over 60 miles on Earth. And now just seven years later, they've outdone themselves teleporting photons from a ground station in Tibet two and a half miles above sea level to a satellite orbiting Earth more than 300 and 10 miles away. Isn't that wild? It makes the first time an object has been teleported from our planet into space. Finally, we can get rid of the Kardashians. No, I'm kidding. So if I'm reading on, they're saying that, you know, these photons that they, they transport, they say they're more than identical twins. The two are one and the same. And theoretically... The sky isn't the limit. Photons are fragile. When they interact with matter on Earth and in Earth's atmosphere, they lose entanglement. But in the vacuum of space, they can extend indefinitely. And while the process won't exactly succeed in making Captain Kirk demolecularize, demolecularize on the starship enterprise and remolecularize on a planet below it has the potential nonetheless to change the world as we know it okay so it's a little wrong off the top but i still believe that one day we'll be able to do the captain kirk thing quantum teleportation is seen as the basis for unimaginably high-speed communication and foolproof cryptography since the two objects are not twins but actually the same object what, what happens to one instantaneously happens to the other. Okay, so a little heady, a little trippy, a little uh, scientific maybe for a lot of us. But, you know, even if we don't understand every single technical term, I think we get the gist of it, okay? The gist is that they can, they can take something and move it from one place to another without putting it into a vehicle or a, a, an airplane or a rocket ship or, you know what I mean? So it's, it's pretty cool stuff, and it's, it's just the beginning. It's just at the very beginning, like, you know, cut to planet Earth in five years, or sorry, in 500 years, maybe 100 years, maybe, uh, maybe 50 years. I don't know, but 
Could you imagine if you're like, uh, I want to go visit my buddy in Australia. Okay, let me stand on this little circle in my living room, press Australia, and now I'm there. I mean, can you imagine if we got rid of annoying airports and loud and polluting terrorist-susceptible airplanes? I mean, can you imagine if we could just press a button and reappear places? Oh, my God. I mean, it would just be heaven, man. And what pisses me off is that I'm going to miss it. I mean, this this technology won't be enacted while I'm still alive, at least I don't think. You know, so I'm a bit bummed. But all these humans down the road in the future, oh, my God. That, that, that's the beauty of humanity, man, is the, is the stuff that, that's still to come. The, 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 the way things are going to be, the, the, the inventions, the technology, the, 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 the creations. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, you're looking at a guy. When I grew up, there were no laptop computers. There were no tablets. There were no cell phones. There was no Internet. There was no electric cars. I mean, look at all the stuff that's happened. And it just it just keeps on coming, man. It it can like tax the brain just thinking about it. Um, you know what? So I'm I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to the cafeteria, Raj, and grab a can of Coke or something. Play a commercial, and when we come back, it looks like we're gonna have to talk to this Dave Dimmel guy's burnt mouth lawyer. All right, play a commercial, and I'll be right back. Here's something totally different: Summer's Eve Feminine Wash. The first external feminine hygiene wash. It's non-irritating so you can feel fresh and confident every day. Summer's Eve Feminine Wash. The first cleanser for women only. Base. The final frontier. This... Are the voyages of the Starship Enterpriser eight-year mission to seek out new life, to boldly go where no man has gone before, to step out into the Kirk, to step at Kirk, to finally go where no man has ever gone before, Kirk? If you don't mind, I'm trying to... Kirk, shut it up. Shut the music off, Kirk. To boldly go where no man has ever even gone, ever, ever before. They, they must travel to Kirk! Shut, get it off! Excuse me? Y- yes, excuse you. What the hell are you doing in my studio? I must control the bridge of the Starship Enterpriser. Eight-year mission. I know you're, th- there, there's no eight-year mission, Kirk. Okay? You're in a podcast studio. Yes, I admit my console looks rather technical. There's a lot of flashing lights and buttons and microphones and sparkly, shiny things. Yes, but it is not, I assure you, the bridge or the console of the USS Enterprise. I must agree, and I'd ask you to speak with respect well on my bridge. It's not your bridge. 
It's my podcast studio, and what the hell are you doing here? I picked up a transmission concerning transporter beams, beaming things to other planets and other places in our solar system. Yes, I was doing a... I was doing a, a piece about the transportation of photons, and I made a reference to, to, to the USS Enterprise and a transporter room. Yes, which is fictional. It's not a real thing or a real place. I could have you brought up on blasphemy charges. Bla- blasphemy. That is correct, yeah. You're going to have me brought up because I'm I'm referencing a fake TV show. You're really pushing the boundaries right now with what you just said. I might have to have you court-martialed as well. You can't have me court-martialed. You have no authority. You're an actor. You're William Shatner. My name is Captain James T. Kirk of the USS Enterprise. And I... I enough. What the hell are you doing here? I heard your story about the transporter beam, and so I transported myself to a Thai massage parlor. What? I transported myself to a Thai massage parlor to get a rub down, to try and relax my aching space muscles. Your aching space muscles. That is affirmative. Yep. This was a story about they moved one photon, Kirk. They didn't move a whole human being. Well, I believe that on the USS Enterprise, we can move a whole human being. I've been to many different planets, met very, very many different species and races of civilization. I, You haven't been anywhere. God, I can't even believe I'm engaged in this conversation with you. I'm running out of time. I've just been let into my massage room, and I'm disrobing and laying down on the massage table. Can we wrap this up, please? What do you mean? Who's in a massage room? My photons. Your photons. Well, I did hear you say that they're like twins, and whatever one gets on one side, the other one feels. Yes, the other one feels, but this is... Kirk, you know, you look confused, scared, and alone. I am confused, a little bit scared, and I'm not alone because you're here. Now, you are not in a massage. Oh, oh, that, oh, right there. Yes, yes, thank you. What are you doing? Hang on, I'm getting my rub. You're getting your rub? Hang on, oh, oh, yes, right there, please. A little lower, if you would. Uh, A little lower, even more, please. What are you, a little lower what? I'm talking to my masseuse. She's slowly working her oily hands down my back and onto my well-lubricated thighs. Oh, God! Are you telling me you can feel this stuff? Absolutely, with my photon twin. Your photon twin who's in at a, at a time massage place. That's right, it's called Curry Fingers in... Koreatown, it's a wonderful place. I've been there before. Curry fingers. That's correct. Ooh, ooh, oh. Ooh, right there, yes. Oh. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, deep. Deep, rub it deep. Yeah, oh. Oh, very nice. What? Stop. What are they rubbing deep? My left buttock is getting rubbed very deep right now. Oh, 
Oh, oh, oh, a finger just went into my crack. I, that's okay. I, I am well lubricated. My buttocks glistening with oil and one of the masseuse's fingers accidentally slid down the ridge of my left buttock and the tip of her finger went right into my sp space hole. Your space hole or black hole, whatever you want to call it. Stop it, get out of here. This is just, you're not getting massaged in in another part of the, at Curry Fingers in, in Koreatown. And I hope you know Korea and Thailand are two different places. Oh, 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 please shut up. I'm, oh, here it comes. Here what comes? Oh, 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 what is happening? Quiet, please. I'm getting my happy ending. Oh, 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 you're what? My happy ending is about to begin. Oh, 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 Kirk, you're not getting a happy ending in my studio. Oh, please shut up. You're ruining the moment. I, oh, 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 my God. What are you doing? Why are your eyes rolling back in your head? Oh, 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 con, con. Why are you shouting con? What just happened? Uh, I... I, I just achieved. What, what do you, you achieved what? I just achieved. I just shot into warp speed, if you know what I mean. Wait a minute. Are you saying that I just achieved? When you say it, did you, my happy ending is over. Are, are you telling me you just... Achieved meaning you just had a climax or an orgasm, as Mr. Spock would say. And you just had an orgasm in my studio. I didn't have it here. My twin, my photon twin, had an orgasm in Koreatown at Curry Fingers. Get the hell out of here. You're disgusting. I don't believe any of it. And oh my God, what is that stain? Um, why is the front of your black pants... All wet? Well, I did tell you that I just achieved. Oh my God, Kirk. You don't have any paper towels handy, do you? Hey, get the hell out. Oh my goodness, there's some space goo on your chair. Oh my, take the goddamn chair. Get the hell out, get out, get out. I'll attend the men's room and come back for the second half of my massage. Get what the f what the hell Roger oh my god I'm gonna go back to the cafeteria and get a coffee this time I'm gonna get a nice hot coffee and I'm gonna bring it back and my studio better be clear and I oh my god Roger play another commercial Play a phone call from one of our pavement pounders. I'm heading to the cafeteria. Guy achieves all over my podcast studio. God! And get the cleaning lady up here. Ah! Hello? Hello? Hey, Arvin. It's Bill from Portland. I was just listening to your latest uh, podcast on uh, Mystery Barbecue Guy. And yeah, yeah, that's me, Mystery Barbecue Guy. I, uh, I'm never getting the pool in public places and stuff like that. And just because, uh, 
you know, I look all right with uh, my clothes on and stuff, fine, but I've always, my whole life, just kind of had, you know, this set of, you know, that they call the man boobs, which I just shortened to moobs because it's got the extra insulting sound of the moo in it as well. But, yeah, you know, it's, it, I got a sense of humor about it, but it's no big deal. But uh, I just feel you know, self-conscious around other people. And uh, if I'm hot, you know, I'll just wear a tank top and shorts, and uh, I don't have to show the world my moves, you know. But anyway, I just uh, thought I'd call and let you know. And, uh, hey, keep up the good work. Doing a great job. Bye. Oh, Bill, 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 Bill. What a treat. What what a what a nice honest call we got from Bill. So so last podcast I I had asked you guys to call in if you knew the reason why sometimes people show up at barbecues or pool parties and they refuse to disrobe and expose their bodies and their skins to go in the pool or just tan or hang out. And, uh, you know, we've all run into those people. And Bill here, who is very honest, we appreciate the honesty, said that he's one of those guys, one of those mystery barbecue guys that doesn't disrobe. And we found out why he's got the man boobs. He's got the man boobs. And you know what, Bill, I was going to say, man, I go, you know, maybe this this call was was destined to happen. I don't know how old you are. You sound like you're somewhere between like, you know, 29 and 40 maybe I don't know but I was gonna say oh maybe this is one of those destiny calls where you know this becomes the catalyst or the incentive for you to start working out and getting in shape because if you have man boobs it's usually a sign and I don't mean this in any insulting or disrespectful way it's just biology it's sometimes a sign that you've got a few extra pounds on the body. But then you said in your in your voicemail that you've had them like almost your whole life. And I do know that some people are actually born with whether they're lean or 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 hefty. Some people are actually born with with uh, some men are born with breasts that are just for whatever reason bigger around the breast area or they do they are born with man boobs. So if that's the case, that's something, you know, you can actually get that changed with surgery, believe it or not. I don't know if that's something you've ever considered. But I do know that a lot of plastic surgeons uh, offer that kind of treatment where you could probably kiss your man boobs goodbye if you wanted to. Or if for some reason maybe you are a little heftier and you've been neglecting your body which I never like to hear. And again, don't take this as an insult. Take this as me caring about you and your health. Maybe it's a good incentive to uh, start looking at what you eat and hitting the gym a little. Or maybe you're just like, you know what? This is how I was born. I'll live with it. I'll, you know what? When I go to the pools, when I go to the things, I'll just wear a shirt. And I get it, dude. This, we're not here to insult you or make fun of you. It's, uh, you know, I, I applaud you for sharing. Um, and I hope if there's other people listening, they, they call in and share their mystery barbecue, uh, you know, features, if you will. 
But I get it. Listen, man, I, I, I go through bouts where sometimes I feel a little heavier. I've got a few, I've got a few extra pounds on than normal. And I've done it where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go in the pool, but I'm going to leave my shirt on. Because people seeing my, my little belly isn't the end of the world, but it just, you know, I'm a bit self-conscious just the way you are. We all have that, right? We're, we're, we're human. We're, we're vain. We're, 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 we're vulnerable. We're insecure. We're, we're all these things. But as I said, there are a few remedies if you ever wanted to, uh, for lack of a better term, clean up the man boob area. You could go under the knife. Think about that. In a day, they could be gone. You've had them your whole life. And in a matter of a few hours, they could be gone. And you might look at your body and go, holy crap. Why didn't I do this like 15, 20 years ago, man? My man boobs are gone. Now, that's if you're kind of of a regular physique. If, if you're a hefty guy, if you're chubby, then going under the knife probably wouldn't be a good thing to do because all of a sudden they'd be gone, but they wouldn't match the rest of your chubby features. And then, and in that case, you have to go, huh, maybe it's time I hit the gym and, and uh, get in a little better shape. Or you can just keep motoring along and go, you know what, I'm fine with everything. Life is good, so what if I don't, you know, so what if I, uh, if I leave a shirt on at the pool? It's a lot easier than going to the gym three times a week or going under the knife. So whatever you decide, we, we, we love you either way, whoever you are, whatever. The, the, the idea of the, of the revealing your hidden body parts wasn't to humiliate you. It was just to, I wanted to kind of get a grip on what people were hiding under there. And I get it, man boobs. So that's number one. Thank you for the call. Thank you for being so candid. And if anyone else wants to call in and share their uh, their shame, no, I'm just kidding. If they want to share the body parts they're hiding when they go to a social gathering outside, 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330. What? This guy's on the phone now? Oh, come on, man. I don't want to talk to a lawyer. I just had Captain James T. Kirk in here doing something unseemly. No, I don't want to get sued. Okay. All right, put him through. God. Now, okay, folks, here we go. So last podcast, a guy with a burnt mouth called in. He could barely speak, and I hung up on him. And now he's phoned again this podcast. I hung up on him again. I can't understand him. He's wasting my time. And so now he's pulled a hissy fit and his lawyer's calling in. So let's get through this and then get back to business. Put him through. God. Let's do it. Hello. Is there someone there, please? Hello, sir. How are you? Yes. Who is this? Oh, this is Charles Lockport from the law firm Lockport, Grimes, Davidson, Jackson, Smith, um, Walters and uh, Carmichael. Okay, yes, I think I know why you're calling. Well, I'm glad you do. This is a call regarding my client who was, uh, I don't know, shall we say verbally abused uh, in a public forum on the air over your uh, podcast uh, airwaves. 
I don't think he was verbally abused, sir. Well, he, he left uh, the phone call on both occasions. Uh, there was one a week ago, and then there was one today where my client was uh, you know, very physically shaken, uh, very uh, mentally stressed, and he claims he was verbally abused and that you were uh, using profanity and that you hung up quite abruptly on my client and hurt his ear. I hurt his ear from hanging up. Sir, I can only report what my client reports to me. Okay, well, so what? I, I couldn't understand him. He, he was very difficult to uh, make out anything he was saying. Yes, sir, but for you to verbally abuse my client, I'm afraid to open the doors wide to uh, a certain litigation. Litigate? You're, you're going to litigate against me because what? Because I hung up on your client? Well, it's a form of... Um, well, I think uh, in, in legal terms, I think it's a form of actus uh, celebratus uh, cronarius, and, and that means... That means what, sir? Well, it means a certain form of prejudice against someone uh, with a speech impediment. And what would you know about that? Because you're a lawyer? Well, of course I'm a lawyer. I'm talking, uh, I'm representing my client, Mr. Dave Dimmel, but uh, as you can hear, sir, I have a bit of a lisp. Pardon me? I have a little bit of a lisp. Okay. And my lisp has caused me a lot of trauma during my very formative adolescent years. Uh, going through high school, being teased and ridiculed by other students because of my impediment. And so I can sympathize with Mr. Dimmel and all of my clients uh, who are mostly uh, related in this field to some kind of verbal abuse. Okay, so you're a lawyer that specializes in people, just so I'm clear, people with speech impediments? That is 100% accurate. Okay, so what, what are we looking at here? What, 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 where do we go with this? What are you trying to accomplish? Well, you know, as you know, my, my client is uh, very offended, very insulted, uh, very upset, and would like some kind of restitution. Restitute? What do you mean? Are you, t what? What I'm talking about, Mr. Williams, is a financial settlement that helps, for lack of a better term, make all this go away. Make it all go away. Listen, I don't think I broke any laws. I don't think you have a leg to stand on. The fact that your client burnt his mouth on some hot chocolate and then called. He called me. I didn't call him. He called me. Okay. So the fact that he had difficulty vocalizing, that, that, that has nothing to do with me. Well, I think your insensitivity to my client and his verbal uh, patterns is, uh, is very, very discriminatory. It's very um, cruel. And, you know, because my client sounds like uh, a manatee that just stuck his face and a motorboat propeller uh, doesn't give you the liberty, sir, to mock, uh, ridicule, and criticize him in a public uh, forum where the public is listening in. He sounds like a manatee that was sucking on a, a motorboat propeller? Well, he also sounds like, you know, he sounds like a fish that just finished it chewing coral all afternoon in the great depths of the Great Barrier Reef. I mean, let's be honest, Mr. Williams, we're dealing with facts and truths here that my client's uh, 
my client's mouth is more mangled up than a, uh, you know, a prostitute's private parts after a long, hard night out on the Sunset Strip. What? What? I'm merely stating the obvious, Mr. Williams, that my client's lips and tongue are completely mangled up. They're burnt. They're scorched. Uh, I mean, it looks like my client was performing cunnilingus on a bonfire. Cow. Cunnilingus on a bonfire. I mean, uh, for you to take advantage of him in such a susceptible state of, of, of physicality and uh, very sensitive to uh, how he sounds, I mean, I just don't think it's proper that you're taking advantage and using uh, my client as fodder uh, for your show, Mr. Williams, when he sounds like uh, he just stuck his tongue up the asshole of an electric blender. Well, sir, I de- it sounds like you're making some very demeaning uh, uh, categorizations of your, of your client yourself. Mr. Williams, my job and my sworn duty as a member of the legal community is to defend my client. And if I have a client that comes through the door, okay, and he's got a voice where it sounds like he put sandpaper on somebody's ass and licked it for four hours, if it sounds like he maybe got a weed whacker to brush his fucking teeth, pardon my language, sir, uh, and his lips are hanging and dangling like, uh, you know, a county fair prostitute that just uh, stepped off the back of a soccer team's bus, and I will do that, sir. Wait a minute. Now, hold on. You, some of the ways you're categorizing your client's physical appearance and the way he sounds, I dare say, sir, and I'm not a lawyer, sound almost more cruel and inhumane than anything I said. Mr. Williams, I, unless you uh, have a law degree hanging on your wall, Mr. Williams, um, I don't think you have the right to uh, make a comment on how I confer, converse, or uh, communicate with my client that has a mouth that looks like he's sucking on landmines in Normandy at the height of World War II. I mean, just because his lips and his tongue and the roof of his mouth look like, uh, you know, somebody uh, shredded a carpet in a uh, fax machine shredder unit uh, doesn't give you the authority to tell me how to communicate with my client. There you go again, sir. Sucking on a landmine in World War II? Mr. Williams, if you could see my client's mouth, I know you heard it, but if you could see it, it looks like a grizzly bear had its cubs climb down my client's throat, and in an effort to get to its cubs, the grizzly bear ripped through my client's mouth with all four of its paws and just shredded shredded his mouth and his tongue and his lips like a bowl of shredded wheat. Okay? His mouth looks like elephant diarrhea after it's gone through seven bales of hay. I mean, it is just spit. Okay, sir! Is your client listening right now? Because I, uh, this is defamatory. You, you are you are saying things about your client that pale in comparison to me getting angry and hanging up. Uh, I'd rather you didn't tell me uh, how things are between me and my client, Mr. Williams. Uh, let me tell you this. 
me and Fuckmouth have a very good professional, uh, professional... Did you say Fuckmouth? Mr. Williams, my client's name is Dave Dimmel, and we're very close, we're working very close, and sometimes a lawyer and his client, when they get close, they'll create nicknames for each other. So when I sit here and I talk about Mongo Mango Fucklips, uh, I don't need you to correct me. Mongo Mangle Fucklips. Is, is that what you just called your own client, sir? That is, that is one of the, the, you know, that is just one of the many uh, cute names I have for my client. I've also on occasion called him uh, What a Burger Face. I've also called him uh, The Lawnmower Man because it looks like a lawnmower has run up and down his mouth. Uh, I've also called him uh, Shitty Shitty Bang Bang because his mouth... Okay, you know what? You have no credibility. Shitty, shitty, bang, bang. Yes, Mr. Williams. Yeah, well, you know what? You just lost uh, the things you're calling your client. He should be litigating against you. Mr. Williams. No, I don't want to hear any more. You've already wasted my time. He wasted my time. Now you're wasting my time. You might be the worst lawyer I've ever heard of. And Dave Dimmel... Or fucking shitty, shitty bang, bang, or fucking razor face, or whatever you've been calling. We should have a real hard, deep look about uh, continuing to use your services, sir. Mr. Williams, I am this close to throwing a lawsuit at you myself. Ah, shut up, lisp face. Get the. Leave me alone. I got a show to do. Did you just call me lisp face? Because I had a very. I don't care. Goodbye. Holy God. My goodness. I mean, is it just me? Was that guy almost more annoying than Chitty Chitty Bang Mouth or whatever the hell he called him? I mean, good God. Roger, just can you not put weird people through to my podcast? Can we just work on that? Ah, look at that. That guy burned through the last little bit of my time here. So we're out of time, but... uh, Thank you for those of you that called in. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, I hope I get the studio fumigated. Captain James T. Kirk achieved in here today. What a messy show. Like, literally. What a messy, messy podcast. I'm going to sign off. Um, If you want to call and leave me messages, if you want to tell me what you're hiding under your summer barbecue close. You can call me 323-739-4330. It's just an answering machine. It takes about six rings to pick up, so be patient. And you can say whatever you want. Um it might get on the show or you can write me at harlanwilliams.com. We have a contact link there, so you can always write to me. Um also don't forget to get our free app. Just go into your phone's app store and type in the Harland Highway podcast. Boom. The app is 100% free. You get the 50 most current episodes of the highway. And then if you want to become a premium member for $20 a year, $20 Unahala, uh, guess what? You get to listen to every damn episode I've ever done. And we're coming up on 1,000 episodes. That's a lot of great 
fun entertainment for $20. What's a movie nowadays? 15 13 For another, you know, by the time you buy your snacks and pay for parking, that's probably over $20 for one movie. And here you get, you get how many hours? How many years worth of, of content? It's, it's almost a steal. It is a steal. You Stop stealing from me. Stop it. Uh, but no, I think you'll really enjoy the premium membership. Please get it. And from time to time, I put special bonus features up on the premium uh, page just for premium members. Uh, and also, don't forget to check out our store at harlowwilliams.com if you're calling. 323-739-4330 is our phone number. And, uh, yeah, I've been getting great feedback on Puppy Dog Pals, my new Disney cartoon. Oh, my goodness. I talked to the, the, the executives over at Disney, and they're telling me it's a, it's a big hit, and people are loving it, and the toys are now out. The toys are, they're, they're telling me the toys are going crazy. Everyone's buying Puppy Dog Pals toys. And then tonight I just got, uh, the, I guess they're publishing some Puppy Dog Pals books. I just got handed like five books tonight, one of them which I wrote. I wrote a joke book, a Puppy Dog Pals joke book full of illustrations and stickers. And oh my God, it's all just happening. It's so cool, man. So uh, be sure you catch Puppy Dog Pals. Your kids will love it. And also, uh, don't forget to check out our my music album with my cousin Kevin from the Bare Naked Ladies Band. Kevin Hearn is my cousin, and we have a band called The Cousins, and we have our new album out called Rattlesnake Love on iTunes. You can go and search it out on iTunes. You can download the whole album or just uh, download certain songs that you may like. Uh, that's been getting some really great feedback too. So a lot going on, man, a lot going on. Uh, but the best thing going on is having you guys here. So, uh, thanks for being, um, part of the show. Thanks for being pavement pounders and do me a favor, spread the word. We want to get as many pavement pounders as we can, you know, tweet it, Instagram it, Facebook it, email it. Text it, whatever you can do to help spread the word and, and bring listeners to the Harland Highway. Uh, it just eventually will lead to bigger and better things. I can, who knows, I could maybe even, you know, pay for an assistant one of these days, and then that will take the load off me and make it easier for me to create more content and and put more time into things, and I, we would, that would be a dream come true. So every little bit helps. So, yeah, tell your friends to get on the highway and uh, basically really just so they can have a, a fun time and have a laugh too. Don't be so selfish. Uh, that's it, gang. That's all I got today. I uh, hope you had a groovy time. And uh, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Oh, 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 my God. What are you doing? Why are your eyes rolling back in your head? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 come! Come!